the Off the Ball Podcast Network. You're on the Off the Ball League of Ireland podcast. It's Jamie Moore here with a man who lifted the SSE Artricity League First Division title at Talca Park on Friday and has since retired from professional football at the age of 39. Dean Delaney, how are you? All good. All good, Jamie. Yep. Yep. Living the dream, as you say, at the moment. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Dean, I was at Talca on Friday. I was in United Park the previous Friday when you guys beat Rada to officially clinch the league title and you got to beat Limerick 7 0 and lift the trophy at your home stadium. You started the game. Ian Morris took you off after an hour. You were bowing down to the to Shelburne fans. How would you reflect on the last couple of weeks? Yeah, it's been a uh, it's been uh, I didn't think it'd be as emotional as it was on uh, on Saturday, but um it's been brilliant. It's been brilliant for the the core group of lads that we have. Uh, we've a real good collection of uh, players which I'm sure Ian is going to try and tie down the next week or two for next year. But uh, I was delighted for them as much as anybody else uh, down in Drotter, obviously, uh, for the likes of Johnny Watson, Joe Casey, people have been around the club for years. They deserve that, you know. And obviously with uh, Saturday, it was kind of carnival, a carnival atmosphere. So it was what we were trying to implement for fans to enjoy and players to enjoy and, and everybody. But for me coming off, yeah, it was emotional time, but it was perfect. Yeah, of course, the game was on Saturday, not Friday, getting confused with the League of Ireland fixtures. This weekend, all the games took place on Saturday because all the first division games had to finish on the same night. So, the league is won and, and in the middle of the season, Ian changed the goalkeeper and I was at the game in Longford when it was your, your, your last start for a while and um, McCabe came in, did really well and you've spoken about, you know, you felt it was the right time for Ian to make that change. You actually had that conversation with him. What was that period like for you? It was difficult, obviously. Like, you know... Um it's, I'd made two or three mistakes in the space of eight games or something like that. Um, it wasn't me. It wasn't something I was comfortable with, especially being captain. And uh, I sat down with Ian. Ian's very approachable like that. Had a conversation with him and um, basically just trusted him and said, "Look, if you need, if you want to change, make the change." And it just so happened that we had UCD in the cup during the week, so we both said, "You know what? Give him a run. See what he does." I played very well, uh, did what he had to do. And then, um, obviously, with the run of games he's had since, he's been rock solid, if you don't mind me saying. He's, he's been excellent. And uh, it's a credit to him because um, I had his back when he went in and, and I still do now uh, where compliments are concerned. I, I was constantly at him after games saying, you've done this well, done that well. Just to, to, to let him know that he has a career ahead of himself, you know, and he's done really well. So, uh, no hats off to Collie. He's, uh, he's made that his own at the moment. So, I hope he gets a chance to prove himself in the Premier next year. How hard was that for you, given, I think you've said recently that maybe playing one more year was a year too long and you were in a Shells team that was expected to win the league. You did make a couple of mistakes and you had to go and have the conversation with your manager to go, listen, put Collie in. Mm. Well, I mean, like the, the, the last uh, three years that I've been at Shells, I think that the first year I got player of the year and then last year getting in team of the year, which it's your uh, it's your colleagues that are, are, are appointing you to that position, you know. So that was a proud moment too. But I just feel going on the extra year was a bit too much playing was where it's demanded of you week in, week out, and especially being captain because you need to lead by example. You look at Larkin when he stepped in, how he led by example when he played nearly every game uh, since then. And uh, on the pitch itself, he'd be closing people down where left winger should be closing people down. And that's a captain, you know. It's very hard to implement that if you're in goal and you're making one or two mistakes and you can't really do much more, you know. So um, from that point of view, it was just, it was a time for it to be changed and uh, for me to reflect on it. But I'm kind of glad in the long run that uh, I did stay because obviously lifting the trophy was uh, was immense, you know. 
And how nice was it to start on Saturday and to play in a game, you know, result aside, brilliant 7-0 win, but just the place, you know, big crowd there and you knew you were going to lift the trophy at the end of it and you knew Ian was probably going to take you off and allow you to have that moment at Togo Park, a place where you've had so many memories over the years with the fans who've been there to support you. Yeah, obviously given it, I think that the, the league was won the week before, uh, it was nice to have that moment and I sat down and spoke with Ian and, and we kind of said, look, Maybe it would be a nice thing to come off uh, towards the back end of the game, provided the game was going all right, you know. Uh, luckily enough, we were, uh, whatever it was, five, six up. Uh, so it, it was um, it was a nice moment. But we were trying not to be disrespectful to Limerick as well because you, you don't want that. And I think even when we got the panel, a couple of fans were shouting out for me to take. Yeah. I, I didn't want to do that, you know. That's that's not me. It's uh, it's unprofessional. So, um no, uh, the way the way it went, like I said to you, it was perfect. It, it was for me. Uh, look, looking back and reflecting on it, uh, it couldn't have gone any better. I couldn't have dreamt it up better myself. So um, the way the weekend and the night, it's in particular itself went. It was uh, it was perfection personified. All the peas. I recorded a video when I knew you were coming off, and like the pitch stopped. Every Shells player ran down to give you a hug. The Limerick players applauded you off the pitch. The fans, the bench, you had a moment with Johnny Watson, a big hug, a moment with Collie McCabe, a moment with Ian Morris. Yeah. That's a very nice few minutes for you. Yeah, it was. Uh, like I said, uh, it was in that particular moment that it was emotional. Uh, coming off hugging the lads and you're embracing the lads and coming off and even the likes of Johnny Watson who's been there with me for the 11 years that I've been there. He's seen my ups, he's seen my downs. Uh, very emotional time, you know. But you're trying to keep it together. Obviously, there's the back end of the game to run. So now, and then after that, it was just a, a melee of madness, you know. It was it was crazy, but it was enjoyable too. So uh, no, I embraced the whole lot of it, uh, the emotions and and the and the laughter and uh, and being and being swanned around on someone's shoulders. I embraced the whole lot of it because that's what it was there for. It was there to be enjoyed. So no, it was all good. And a lovely photo of you giving a big kiss to the Shells crest on the wall in yeah. Talca somewhere. Uh, it's on the Shells Instagram page. People want to see it. Um, how emotional were you at that time when, when maybe kind of the majority of the crowd had left and you were still in the kit, so you were about to go to the pub to have a few points with the lads, but you maybe had that moment where you're kind of leaving the home dressing room there for the last time as a player? Yeah, that's when we come back up after the second time of being out on the pitch. And um, I think I was talking to one of the lads and, and, we, and I don't know who it was at the time but uh, we, we walked away and we being Jack Brady actually I was just chatting to him you know telling him to keep going blah blah blah, blah. walked away and uh, and somebody said to me how much do you love the club and I, I just it just so happened that the crest was beside me and I said this much and just kissed and somebody caught it on camera so it was great yeah perfect and as a 39-year-old Elfala, how was the party with all the young fellas over the last couple weeks? Were you able to keep up with them? No, no, I think we lasted till about 2 in the morning. The rest all went till the early hours, you know. Uh, for me, uh, it's, it's a hard thing. We had the kids the next morning as well, so I promised them we'd have a day out if everything went well, So which we done. Um, I didn't want to spoil that on them either, so... Yeah, you've won league titles with the club in the Premier in 2004 and 2006 and, and spelt 0-8 to 2012 there and came back under Owen Heary in, in 2017. Like, lots of memories over those eight or nine years. How does winning the first division at the end of your career kind of compare to maybe the league titles in the Premier at the start and, and the stuff in the middle when there was obviously lots of time in the first division as well? Yeah, well, I think at the start, like, you're kind of expecting it to be here in, year out, you know. At the, at the particular time, we had an unbelievable team, so we were expecting that to be a year in a uh, year out thing much like Dundalk now but it's just the way the finances were ran at the, at the time that's what ran us into the ground you know that probably would have sustained itself only for that but uh, there was that that was that was brilliant that was only the start for me uh, coming in then uh, I think we we got promoted and got to the FAI Cup final that year but we lost we lost both of them and that was really disheartening uh, the year before that I think was under Darren McKeeley where we got beat by Limerick 
Um, funny enough, in, in the last minute, that was heartbreaking. Uh, then what did we have? We had a promotion against Fingal. Against uh, Fingal, yes. Uh, there'd be playoffs against Fingal and stuff like that. So like, it was. It's been up and down. Like, but uh, Saturday night was definitely uh, a most memorable night. I'll probably remember for the rest of my life. You know, it's 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 up there. Definitely up there as a, as a, uh, the top two two or three memories that I'll, I'll take with me to my grave. You know. And I'm sure it's a lovely wrap on your career too, given all the clubs you've been at from, from anywhere into the UK as a kid. And, you know, you went to Everton, Port Vale, alone at Macclesfield. Three spells at Shells, you know, those Champions League games. Of course, a couple of spells at Bohemians as well. And a, sh- a short time, I think, in Waterford and all those Ireland underage games too. But to have a, a league-winning night at the very end is something I'm sure you look back on when your own kids have grandkids and stuff or whatever to go. That was great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it's all about. It's about medals on, on the on the cabinet, you know. Uh, that's what you're going to show them at the end of the day. But even getting pictures with them and stuff like that. And for them to witness Saturday, because uh, uh, they're at that age, they're nine and four, where they can take it in and probably absorb it a bit. It's, uh, it's a phenomenal for me for, uh, for them to enjoy that experience too. I'm sure it feels like you've left a club that's in a good place and only going to go, hopefully, to higher up places. Yeah, although I think going forward the club is in a healthy position. Uh, it's it's long as they, as they embrace that and uh, and dream it all up again. You know why not? Uh, th- th- it's all ahead of them now at the moment. Like I said, there's cups to be won. There's uh, there's high positions in the league to be won. And uh, I mean, give it a few years and and lay the foundations. And why not have a go at it again? Yeah, I see. Even this week they're advertising for a sponsorship person to work with the club along with the you know the chief executive and and the commercial manager to try and help the club because it's been a long time in the first division as you well know and and to go back up they want to stay up but they also want to try and get the stuff right off the pitch and and we've got to move to to daily man coming in 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 the coming years as well and at the moment for them i'm sure ian morris and the squad he wants to just nail that down and 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 try and have a good competitive squad as you know in the premier they they want to go up and and try and stay there yeah i think the core the the squad now at the moment is is really really good really healthy uh, a lot of young lads there that have a lot of potential it's important that they embrace that too and, and go on and, uh, and and try and prove themselves I'm sure he's going to add a few experienced players there you're going to need that in the Premier you know that's a, that's a given so it'll be interesting to see what he does in the market but I think he'll keep the core of the team 80% of the team that's there How much will you miss being a footballer? Uh, I don't know you'll have to ask me in six months um, It's the plan is to step away from her for a while and see what happens um, for me it's I've been doing it for so long now since I was 16 at this level so I want to walk away f- for a little bit it's not to say that I won't listen to people that want to talk to me or whatever but uh, and see where it goes see what interests me because if I am going to get into something I want to be full on with it and uh, I don't want to be um, half arsed as you say and stepping in with one toe you know so I, I'd really want to give it my, my all when I decide yeah, because you're working full time for Unpost. You just finished a day's work still in, in the Unpost gear here. Yeah. We're sitting in my car outside the Red Cow Hotel, and you've done your kind of first week of work, not having to train in the evenings and not having to worry about a match at the weekend, too. And you've got your family and your kids and stuff, and you've spoken about that. So, will that be nice over the next while to, to have the job in the day and, and the family as opposed to having to train three nights a week and, and head to somewhere across Ireland on the Friday night or whatever? Yeah, Jamie, it's going to be interesting, you know, uh, to take in games. I think I'm going over on Friday now uh, with my old man to watch the game. So, uh, the looks of that be interesting. Uh, just stuff with the kids, you know, we're getting out. Like I said, they're at that age, they're nine, they're four. And the stuff that I want to do with them that I've been meaning to do for a while. And uh, we can go and enjoy that where there's no looking over your shoulder, thinking you're training or even match uh, in, at the weekend or in the coming days. So it's there to be enjoyed and that's what I, I fully intend to do. Have you done any of your coaching badges? Is that something that interests you? No, no, it's something that it's... Uh, if I am going to get into coaching, it'd be more along the, the underage kids, you know. That's what I feel I can help. I can, uh, I can encourage them to, to go on and... Uh, and pass on my experience and for them to go on and 
if we if if we do uh, give them my experience that they, they could like I said go on and, and achieve things, you know, uh, hopefully taking on the knowledge that I give them. But uh, no, that's down the line for me. It's it, it's uh, it'd be a while away, but uh, it's something that's in my mind. It's a seed to be sown, so they say. Yeah, well, Stephen Henderson, I had him on the podcast a few weeks ago as the uh, academy director, Charles, if he's listening, he might be ringing you very soon. So, Dean, that's the end of your career. Back to the start and just doing some research this morning, your Ireland underage career from 15, 16, 18, 19, 20, 21 and B international level and I watched Care's Kids on Air Sport a little while yeah. ago and you're in that and talking about Brian Care and I was on the last ever youth cert that Noel O'Reilly did before he passed oh, away yeah. and he's yeah. actually gra- he's graves beside where I live. So I go and see him the odd time and, you know, a massive influence on me as a, you know, as a football person and for you too, Watching those highlights of the of the ninety eight under under eighteen Euros and the ninety nine World Cup in Nigeria, um, tell us a little bit about that. And of course, the eighteens was in Cyprus and working with those people and, and and the squad of players that have that have, you know, were eighteen then and are now superstars like you were. Uh, the phenomenal team again at the time. You know uh, what we achieved was was uh, was phenomenal. Uh, it really was. It totally exceeded itself. Uh, I think we got beat in the second game by England, but we still qualified by beating Croatia and then to go on and beat Germany, who. Well, highly fancy to to hammer everybody, you know, uh, was phenomenal. Uh, the players that were there, you had Robbie Keane, Richie Dunn, Steve McVeigh. I can go on and name name after name after name who who was uh, going on to have a great career. But uh, they they are memories that I took from a long, long time ago that I still hold today. And I'm hoping that's what Saturday will be for me in the in the years to come. That uh, they're great memories and uh, they're there to be enjoyed and the things to be spoke about like we are doing now and possibly when we kids when we get older. So uh, no, it's stuff that I embrace, and I, I'm always willing to talk about and um, and look back on uh, with fondness. I know you spoke about it in the Care's Cure documentary. If people haven't seen it, they should watch it because it's it's fantastic. But like being an 18 year old playing for your country in somewhere like Nigeria in a World Cup or in Cyprus the year before, like when you look back again now, like 20 years on, like the experience of that is something that you'll never do again and, and again working with Brian and Owen and the players and stuff it just must be something where at times you look at the photos you look at the videos and you go my god that was an amazing time to be a young footballer for my country yeah yeah I mean representing your country at the time especially in the World Cup uh, was phenomenal um, it's, it, you kind of probably passed it off at the time that it was a given like I said to you that you probably thought you were going to qualify every tournament and be involved in them but uh, no I, I think I remember at the time embracing it that, that it, it was phenomenal from the point of view that we were training in slums or close to slums and we were going out and playing in 20 odd thousand seater stadiums it just didn't make up and I think that that's what I was saying that we an awful lot of us grew up uh, over there and I think if you ask any of the other ones that, that played there too they, they'll admit to the same but uh, again another phenomenal experience that uh, I'll forever take with me but that was a huge part of me growing up as a person and, and being humble with, with uh with what I achieved and, and how I got on in life. So, uh, I, I mean, that was a lesson in itself, you know. And in the middle of your career as well, you spent a couple of seasons with Bohemians and you'd be at the Daily Mint on Friday over there myself watching the game against Rovers too. And for any Bose fans, listen, you spent 2013 to 2016 there. Again, an interesting period for that club and, and you're a goalkeeper who the fans will fondly remember from your time there too. What do you remember about that? Yeah, yeah, the great times, you know. Uh, I remember the, the, the four years there in total, you know. Uh, th- I really enjoyed them. I, I feel that uh, I did get to win them over in the end, even though I was a Shells player coming in. Um, had a good rapport with them towards the end as well. Obviously, Shane came in, done really well, and uh, he was a phenomenal keeper in, in himself. And with me moving on to Shells and, and Shane going the way he did, I think the following year, the both of us were in team of the year. So I guess that was a mark for, for, for him and myself to give a nod to each other and say, no, we, we can still do it, you know, at, at, this, at the age that we were at, or the, the level that we were at too as well. So, um, no, it was good times, you know. I'm very fond of uh, the Bowes fans. Uh, they gave me, like I said, a good reception and 
the home games that we had, there was always a, a thousand there that would be there to watch and put you under pressure to perform, which I hope I did most of the time. Yeah, I had Michael Owen in the studio last week about his autobiography and I asked him about going from Liverpool to Man United. Mm. Well, he actually went from Real Madrid to Man United but having been at Liverpool and the decision he had to make. Like for you, being at Chelsea three times and being at Bowes and those clubs, if we're honest, don't like each other, the fans don't like each other, etc. Yeah. You know, how did you... Your, I suppose your top process at, the, at that time and you mentioned trying to win over the Bowles fans and then going back to Shells having been with their main rivals Yeah it's, I mean you, you look at that Jamie look, it's, it's, a, it's a thing that's going to have to be solved in the future because if they're going to ground share they'll have to, they'll have to sit down and, and, uh, and have a look at those things but where the fans are concerned I'm hoping it's just uh, you know like it's jovial banter that it doesn't get too serious because you don't want it to go uh, you know frightening kids from going to games that's where, where it's at that's where we're looking to get kids to go to to, to embrace that and um, and get the crowds up and for them to you know want to achieve those things too um, I think going forward I think they can do that so uh, it remains to be seen but uh, hopefully they do get their heads together and, and approach it the right way Yeah and great to have Shells against Pats, Bowles and Shamrock Rovers four Dublin Derby fixtures this season that's going to be like 16 games because they've played each other four times and that should be brilliant particularly at Talker Park with that far side um, being you know, full of away fans too. Did I read online that you were in a band when you were younger? Were you a drummer yeah, or something? No, guitarist? no, I mucked around with a band when, when I was um, when I was in school. Uh, good friends of mine, and uh, to believe I believe or not, we had a chance to go serious, but it was just the way things uh, fell out with, uh, with with lads there uh, with jobs and that, like and time given. You know, obviously I, I, was, I was we could give very little time to it. It was just a, a token gesture, but. Uh, no, it was good crack at the time, and uh, I think it was something that we all wanted to do. You know, we, we all grew up around the, the period of Oasis and stuff like that, so it was a nice box to tick to, to get it done and, and not be still playing, trying to play guitar and be a rock star when I'm 40, 50 years of age, you know. I was just going to say, it's something you have a little bit of spare time you might go back to? Might do, might do, might create a band, you know, get a few of the lads together and, uh, and see what happens, you know. <laughs> It'd be fun, all right. And lastly, you're, you're working full-time with Unpost in the mornings and had Chris Lyons on before, actually, they played you guys and he, similar time in the afternoon, he took a phone call because he'd been up all morning working and then he said he was going for a nap in the afternoon to go and play football in the evening. How has that balance been and you are a football player now who's kind of years into a career away from football which I'm sure now that you have a wife kids mortgage will help you that you have been able to at times I'm sure struggle to balance both but now yeah. you're in a position to, to be established in, in on post if that makes sense yeah although I'm there 11 years you know uh, and I really enjoy the job because it's an outdoors job I couldn't see myself sitting in a, in a, in a in an office, you know, at a computer all day, it, it just wouldn't suit me. Uh, me personality, I like being out and, and you know, in in the weather. I guess like being a footballer, you're used to all that kind of weather, you know. So uh, that will never be a problem. But uh, it, it, I don't think it's a job I'm going to change. I think I'll stick with it, and then the coaching will have to marry into that. So uh, no, um, re- it's a job that I, I picked years ago that did marry into playing f- uh, f- full time football or part time football. So. It's something that I, I will remain to, to do and um, where the coaching is concerned, I, I can do that in the later hours. It's just the way the hours work. It's perfect. It goes hand in hand, you know. And lastly, how will you be as a former footballer now as a fan when you go and watch games? Like You'll, you'll watch the game this, this week and you'll have no kind of allegiance either way. I'm sure when you go to watch Shells, you might be a talker for the first game back in the Premier or, or a derby and you'll be there as, as a supporter as opposed to a player. Yeah. Is that something you thought about? It's something I'm looking forward to, you know, to seeing it from, from the other side. You know, when the shoe was on the other side of uh, sitting in the stands and criticising everybody <laughs> or uh, going along with it, you know. But uh, no, it's, it's something I'm looking forward to, to see how the lads get on next year and, uh, and show me support, you know. God knows uh, players have done for me and fans have done it for me so it's, I think it's time to give it back as well Great stuff well pleasure talking to you pleasure watching over the pleasure years Dino thanks you. a million for your time and enjoy retirement 
Cheers. Thanks very much, Jamie. Pleasure. Absolute pleasure. That was an Off The Ball Podcast Network presentation.